Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We are back to do a full recap of the last seven episodes of Days of Our Lives. And with me today, I have Arya, Nick, and Dylan. Say hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. All right. Well, we have been off for a little bit and we have about two weeks worth of news to cover. So I am just going to run through the entire list before we each pick something that we want to talk about. So here we go. First things first, Eileen Davidson and Christopher Sean are returning to Beyond Salem as Kristen and Paul. Vince Van Patten, Eileen Davidson's husband, Loretta Devine and Victoria Grace joined Beyond Salem as Philip Hellsworth, Angela and Wendy Shin, respectively. Tanner Stein will play Joey Johnson on Beyond Salem and will be recurring on the main show after Beyond Salem ends. Colton Little joins Beyond Salem as Andrew Donovan. Lucas Adams and Marcy Miller exit the main show as Trip leaves town and Abigail is murdered. We will see Trip again in Beyond Salem. And Katie McLean and Matthew Ashford return as Jack and Jennifer deal with Abigail's death. So, Dylan, why don't you start us off? Which one of these do you want to drop drop into first? Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I will start us off spicy, and I'm probably safe because Michael's not here. Um, <laughs> potentially controversial opinion. <clears throat> uh, I've made no secret that I actually prefer Katie as Jennifer. I love her. I'm, I am happy that she's coming back, and I have absolutely no doubt that she's about to be coming for yet another Emmy. But this is probably the one time where I feel like Melissa Reeves would have been the more I don't appropriate think Missy, Jen. I don't think Missy wanted to do it. I think they went to Missy first. She said no, and Katie stepped in. Do we know that though? I'm pretty. That's what I heard. I don't know if it. It's not official, but that's kind of what I heard when the rumors that Katie was coming around this time started. Like, if that's the case, then fine. But I think that if they had the option, that it it really should have been. Melissa just for like practical reasons just like the ability to use flashbacks yeah and, and yeah, then I, I think it would have just carried a lot more emotional weight for a pretty significant portion of the audience if it had been her yeah. Jennifer react but I think Katie's gonna do fine like oh Katie's gonna be absolutely amazing, gonna yeah. kill it it's just one of those things where I feel like this is probably the one time where they actually did need it to be Melissa it's, Jennifer yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of that situation kind of reminds me of GH whenever they have a temporary cast. It's always at the climax of a story. It's always <laughs> at the worst possible time. Always. Every time. Every time like when Tagger, oh my gosh. I came back from the dead and it wasn't the right Tagger. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will die mad about that. But yeah, that that was, I'm happy to see Katie back, but yeah, that was a, that, it's going to be glaring not having Melissa Reese there. And it's weird that Casey Moss isn't back for this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he came back for the entrance of Gwen, but not for the death of the sister he grew up with. Yeah, it's, Congrats uh, to him on getting engaged, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. But, I wonder if it's just like a timing thing. Like, you know. Yeah, I looked, I thought maybe like one of Melissa's grandkids might have been born around the time this was filmed. And that might be why she said no. Okay. That makes sense. Or who knows, maybe she didn't agree with killing Abby off and just didn't want to do it at 
who knows? Yeah. I would love if that came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has been messy enough, believe me. <laughs> it's right. Do not need any more fuel on the fire. But Nick, what about you? What's your news pick? Um, it's the fuel on the fire. Lucas Adams and Marcy Miller are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I and the thing is, like, I I don't. I'm not a fan of Abigail being killed off. Um, them not wanting to recast is weird. Mm-hmm. If I almost Adams... under, I almost understand why they're not recasting right now. I can understand wanting a little distance between Kate and Marcy before trying to bring in somebody else to be successful in the role because they've both gone back and forth so much within the last two years. And and if Trip was going to leave right after the possession anyway. <laughs> They should have killed him. Yeah, he should have died. <laughs> Listen, how many times haven't I said that Trip is leaving? You 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 kept hinting that that was the person that had that was given their walking papers before, and I'm like, okay, the fact that they took him out of the alley story gave me a little hope. Like, oh, and he survived. Making having him survive was just so weird, and giving him all this point of view just to write him out m- made no sense to me. But you were right. <laughs> now, I will say Ron made it seem like this is a temporary exit. In it, it could in, feel that way in Soap Opera Digest. So I'm wondering, since both Joey and Stephanie will be back on the main show after Beyond Salem, and he's going to Seattle to be with them, if we're not going to see Trip back in a few more months. Probably because the show's a revolving door. Yeah. But like hopefully if they bring him back, they bring him back with the story and a purpose. And a purpose, yeah. I don't the want girl, him coming like, back can he to come just home with Joy Wesley, please. I don't yeah, I don't want him coming back just to prop someone else again because mm. that's what he was there for doing for the past few years. They they need to do something like I'm I don't care if he leaves or not. Like I, I don't hate the character, but I'm like bye he he feels pointless yeah and i I can't even get mad at you about that because that's what he was he was he was henry's babysitter (laughs) (laughs) and it annoyed me because lucas grew into a really good actor and it was noticeable when they weren't using him because whenever they did he was really good so if he's doing something better great if they decide to bring him back i hope they have a plan for it yeah it's not it's there's no point in bringing someone back if they don't have like a story or like something prepared or if it's not worthy of them yeah cough cough theo (laughs) yeah yes i i don't disagree all right what about you what's your pick well he picked mine (laughs) (laughs) okay well there's a treasure trove of other things for you to pick (laughs) i don't really have a backup choice but i i guess eileen davidson and christopher sean returning to beyond salem as kristen and paul i'm very excited to see paul i cannot wait i i'm still excited about beyond salem i can't wait to see him i i'm just not sure if we still need eileen davidson's kristen yeah i don't at this point it's feeling very disrespectful we don't need it anymore like i mean like I said at the be- very, very beginning of this, whenever they renegotiated, whenever they negotiated her comeback, they clearly negotiated for these spinoffs for her to be in these. So that's why we're getting her. I just want them to have that in mind and present us with a reason 
why it needs to be her Kristen as opposed to Stacey's. Yeah, because yeah, like because and I, I I understood it for Beyond Salem one, and I understood it when she came back for the possession, the Christmas movie, and this I'm going. Why can't this be Stacy? Yeah, because like even on Beyond Salem, like the most they did, where I was like, okay, yeah, I understand why they brought Eileen back as Kristen is for the like the Real Housewives friends, but still like. <laughs> There's no point. And I'm just I'm just sitting here. Why? I love it's, her, Kristen. I love Stacey's Kristen too. Or enjoy it. But I still feel like there's no purpose right now. Because honestly, I would not blame Stacey for feeling some type of way because it's giving Eileen is the one we want, but you're the one we can have. Like maybe this is just like because she has a huge fan base outside of daytime. Maybe this is their way of trying to bring those in and have more fans watching like Daisy spinoffs. But it's oh, still- it absolutely is. But like, like for, like I said, for me, like I'm never going to complain about getting to see Eileen. I love her, loved her, Kristen. That's, that's right. not the thing. It's just, I want them to keep in mind that if they're specifically using her, make it clear why it had to be her. Yeah. 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 I agree. And for my news pick, I am going to kind of combine mine into two. Uh, I am so happy about the casting, the recasting of Joey Johnson and the casting of Andrew Donovan, because I have been asking for Andrew Donovan probably for the last 10 years and I'm finally getting him and I'm so excited. And we have all said on this podcast more than once that if they're going to keep Steve and Kayla around, they need to have them do more than be the Greek chorus. They need to bring back their children and they are. So I'm very excited to see them just on looks alone. They definitely cast correctly. So here is hoping that they have the acting chops to back it up. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm particularly excited about those two castings too. It's, it took too damn long. Because like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I genuinely wanted to see Joey and Trip as siblings, especially when everyone thought that Joey killed Ava. I wanted to see that. And we got a bit of it. With we got a Joey little who, bit of it. And, and we still are going to in Beyond Salem. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Andrew Donovan was a unexpected surprise. It's a, it's, I'm happy it's this actor. And not the rumors I've heard about. (laughs) What rumors did you hear? We'll talk about it off the podcast. (laughs) (sighs) Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Andrew Donovan. He's been a long time coming too, because people have been asking about him since I started watching. That was. I mean, before he was before he was recast as Stefan and came back as Jake, my dream casting for Andrew Donovan was always Brandon Barash. Yeah, that would have been a good a good choice. So the fact that we're finally getting an Andrew Donovan, and I'm guessing he's in the ISA like his father, brings me great joy. And I'm hoping, 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 hoping that we're going to get a surprise Shane appearance and that we're going to get Shane and Andrew together. Yeah, that Because be nice. we, we have not had that in so long. In have we so, seen Shane so with any of his kids? Teresa, but that's it. That's it? Okay. 
and like he 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 would he would be with Andrew and and, and Jeannie when they were like little little. But mm-hmm. Therese is the only one we've seen as an adult because he made he made he was um he was had a hand in Jen Lily's exit the first time. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Who's the remember, oldest? The Andrew's two. Andrew's the oldest. Andrew's he was the first born, born in eighty. He six, was born in eighty six, and then she was born in ninety. In 90 1990. 1990. Yeah. Okay. And of course, we did. We never saw him opposite Cassie's Eve. That also would have been weird. So I'm happy we didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited to see where this all goes. And with that, that is the end of our new segment. And we can move on into our headlines. First things first, after a conversation with Ben, Jan decides she needs therapy. Marlena reluctantly agrees. Their first session is halted when she goes into labor. The baby is a boy, but is severely premature. The only enjoyment I found in these scenes was Jan using Ben mm-hmm. to... Yeah to get what she wanted because they use everyone on the planet to justify Ben's existence. And she used it against Marlena. And I was, and I enjoyed that outside of that. I didn't care. (laughs) I will say Mark Marlena is the only one in this situation treating Jan appropriately. There was something that I had an issue with. I don't get why people like, why is Marlena talking about like, whatever i don't remember the exact conversation but she talked about bell right in front of jan like why are you standing there talking about like so yeah Jan gets like an ammunition ammunition yeah uh, so i don't know that was a part i was like that makes no sense why are you talking about this in front of her i just for a woman who's supposed to be on bed rest jan been everywhere but in bed <laughs> my mother's been saying the same thing every time we see her and like, as someone who's had a high risk pregnancy and been on bed rest, that's not how that goes. That it is not how that goes at all. Not even remotely. Now she had a baby. Can she go back to jail? Like, why? <laughs> why do they keep acting like she's not? Was that not the whole point? And, was that um, not the whole point of her house arrest? I wonder if they've forgotten. Mm. Am I going to be a terrible person if I say I hope that baby does not survive? No. No. Hmm? Hell, I didn't, want, I didn't want Henry to survive. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Because, like, you know, and we'll talk about it later, but, but when when, Be- when Belle was mad at EJ for suggesting that the baby, like, die, and she's like, well, that's Sean's kid. Like, I don't want him. I don't want him to lose a child. I said, well, you're better than me. I mean, it did, did sound morbid, but it's like, it's also EJ. It's, it's, it's also, the- <laughs> but it's also a human reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. That and that's is, what that to be honest, that's what I want for Sean. I want, yeah, yeah I would love for Brandon and, to get material like that. But I just can we FedEx Jan back to jail? No, please, <laughs> like let her go back because I, I am tired. Like this, sto- like, I've been tired. Yeah, I've haven't, I haven't really. Like, the performances have been fine. You yes. know what I mean? But that's yeah. a problem. That's what's like, making me just, angry because the story is like there. There were moments where I was like, out of context, I could kind of ship Sean and Jan. I was, oh like, <laughs> I was like, but when I can't do it. Her, when he fucking I was, fed her, I lost my ever-loving mind. It, I was like, because this is 
so wrong. We need moments where we see Sean uncomfortable and we're not getting that. They're not writing. Well, we're not going to get that. I know we're not. But you think this is a plot point, so. Yeah. But I just, oh, God, we need to, like I said, we need to FedEx Jan back to jail. Yeah. Heather Lindell is really good. That's just all I'm going to say. All of them are so, like, they're so strong, like, strong actors. They have a lot of range. And they're stuck in this terrible story. I have to say, though, it's interesting. Like, this is not the first time Marlena has treated Jan. No. Because if you go back in time, she treated Jan back in 2003. Four. I, but I, it, she started in the fall of 2003, and I think it continued. So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy because she was also in the process. We didn't know this at the time, but it was amidst all of the Salem serial killer stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was technically being brainwashed into being a killer at the same time she was giving Jan therapy. Mm-hmm. That would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but Marlena is literally the only one who was treating Jan appropriately because the look on Marlena's face when she walked in and saw Sean feeding her and then she's like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, she's on bed rest, but she can definitely feed herself. Like, there was so much shade in the tone of her voice and the look on her face that I was like, yes, Marlena I is love me. Teacher can do so much with a look and a tone. Mm-hmm. It's honestly amazing. But I just, I You're don't just care like about it. She tried to barbecue your grandbaby. Like, yeah. Right? Which is like, I, this is why this stuff is here at the beginning, because I just kind of want to get through it and get done. Because I actually want to move on to the bell stuff now. Are we are we good moving on to the yeah to the bell part of this? Okay. After serving Sean's separation papers, Bell moves her office into EJ's and they kiss. She is having a drunk pity party when John confronts her about her connection to EJ and Marlena tells her about treating Jan. She goes off on them and storms out, spending the night at EJ's, leading EJ to a very revealing dream. She supports Sean through the birth of the baby, but leaves with EJ once he's okay, and they kiss again. I have never been Team Bell harder than I was when she dragged her parents at that bar. Yeah, that's the only time in the story her her point of view has been a hundred percent in the right. I completely understood her point of view, but I'm tired of Bell completely making it all about herself. But I get, I got it in that scene. I got it, but. It's it's hard to be sympathetic. I will say I was proud of her for putting her issues aside and supporting Sean through the birth of his baby. I did enjoy that aspect of it. I wanted more of that version of Belle throughout this story. And that's yeah, that yeah. hasn't been what we've been getting. Um, the EJ Bell stuff is weird to me. It's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> like it's <laughs> what's weird to me is that he is so completely catching feelings for her. That and and she's like she's entertaining she, it, but like not like not in a lovey dovey way. But she's like entertaining it, and well, it's it's something to do right now, kind of way. A, it's a distraction for her, and I think she could find better things to do. <laughs> I feel like she she's drawn to him because he kind of like he's been supportive to her. Yeah, he's the only one not feelings. judging her for how she's feeling right now, and that. Is EJ being the one is a is weird. No, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely weird. But what what was more telling to me 
is that when EJ had that dream, it wasn't just about sleeping with Belle. He was dreaming about having an emotional connection to her. Like he isn't just lusting after her. He is legit falling in love with her. Which is weird because that flies yeah. in the face of what he said to Johnny. Like it's just, I, 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 it's, it's hard to convince me that EJ Demera, who has been in love with Sammy and Nicole, is falling for Belle. It's just odd. It, no, it's, what I want to know is is why Salem ain't got a co-working space. What like you mean? there's there's no place that Belle can lease office space. <laughs> they ain't got like, I mean, I, I, it's so contrived. The whole thing, and that's my problem with it. Like the whole thing is so contrived because I actually had this come. Uh, I feel like this is a popular refrain when it comes to how stories play out on here. Had this come about a different way, I would be on board because I do think that. Dan and Martha have chemistry and I do like see, you know, sparks and stuff. But it's like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> it just it, it's not the direction I would have expected. And I honestly expected to hate it because you guys know I am a shell stand down to my core. And I have never liked any other pairing that either have been in except Sean and Bell. But I don't hate EJ and Bell, and I find that disconcerting. <laughs> I am petty. I'm hating them because of the trash way we've gotten here. I I, can, I cannot support a chef when you trash character in the journey of getting there because we know we all know that they've dumbed down Sean, but they have also the the writing for Bell has been so destructive. And I just I don't I, I cannot support it because it's been so bad. Like out of context, I could rock with it. Like again, <laughs> but yeah, in context, well, no, no, she he shot your daddy, Bell. Like stop. That, <laughs> yeah, and, and then he wasn't he the one switching the um, embryos or like um, he was the in uh, vitro stuff. Uh, was he just the glove was it Patrick? It was EJ and Patrick. I don't know which one did it with Shimi and Sal's yeah. babies, but it was orchestrated by EJ. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. Like the 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 history here, like it doesn't make any sense. Like in where I am in days ninety seven, EJ was just born, <laughs> and John is his father, and Marlena and Grandpa Sean are his godparents, and he grows up to shoot John, marry EJ, and father two of her children. Um, EJ marries Sammy, excuse me, and, fa- and father like, Susan. Yeah, I'm Sue Sylvester. It's crazy the things that happen on soaps. And- I did not. Yeah, that was that. When you said that on the time, I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> he said, they're, they're his godparents. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, he he had a key. And apparently, EJ, I forgot. EJ has like a little... Um, was born with a heart defect that he had to have surgery on like days after he was born so it'd be really interesting if they kind of brought that up later as an adult be a really kind of interesting story for him yeah we we haven't talked about um sean confronting them or is it in the oh no no no, we we can we can throw that in here because i kind of forgot to add that 
but yeah, Sean confronting them. I, 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 I love jealous Sean, kind of, sort of, but also <laughs> it's giving me like bad flashbacks to Bo in 1996, and I'm just like, no. I'm like, part of me loves this, and part of me is like, oh, this is cringe. But I don't know if it's so much jealousy or more so like having a feeling that something is going on. But it, well, yeah, it's insecure. But that's kind of like he's jealous because he can feel that Bell is pulling away from him mm-hmm. and drifting towards EJ. Mm-hmm. But on this, on the same side of it, Sean is also not doing anything to help his case here because he's being buddy buddy with the woman who has attempted to kill her them and their daughter and it's enraging bell to the point where she can't even live in her own house and so it's it's like it's all just a mess Mm -hmm. yeah and sean's point of view isn't what it needs to be like i kind of got it in the scenes with sean and bell as they were waiting for the baby to be born like you can see that his main focus is the baby and only the baby and jan is really where his concern is fully but the things that have happened leading up to that have been so disconcerting that i can understand almost in a way why bell has backed off and removed herself from the situation because Sean is not acting the way that I want him to. Like, I want Sean to be repulsed at the sight of Jan, and I want Sean to be very clearly tortured and just trying to get through this for the sake of his child, and instead he's spoon-feeding her kale. Yeah, it was like, after the baby was born, they were talking about the baby's condition, and he was like, well, I should go see Jan. I was like, go to the nursery, go to the NICU, like, don't... (laughs) to hell with Jan she's supposed to be going Mm -hmm. back to jail I actually wanted Shell to fight off Jan because they know her they that's that's what I wanted too and we haven't gotten that because that's what's like it makes no sense that they're both being fooled because they know her they know what she's capable of she's pulled this not this done per se but like she's schemed and manipulated before they know her and someone said on the timeline that key characters are kind of missing, like characters that they should be talking to, like someone mentioned Broey. And I actually kind of agree, like having their friends in the story would like help it a bit. Yeah, well, we're getting Belle and Chloe, I think next week or the week after. Yeah. I forget. I forget if it's in the three day week or if it was in the early. Like I'm hoping Chloe like mentions that this is Jan Spears. Do not let her drive a wedge between you two. Yeah, something like that. She because she knows like every friend of Bell's has dealt with Jan, even memes who's off screen like she has dealt with Jan. So they know. I think when Bell and Sean are forgetting how manipulative and she can be, so. Yeah. they're letting their emotions kind of cloud them mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily thinking dylan you've been quiet what are you thinking it's just it's so contrived like mm-hmm. sean has gone so far under the bus for this mm-hmm. it's not even funny. poor baby i don't Our think it's necessary yeah because i don't think it was necessary i think it wasn't that 
had they could have gotten all of these characters to this point and kept everyone in character because the way Sean is set up even having him like react to Jan appropriately he still would have had like an investment in making sure that she was okay simply for the baby and Jan being Jan she would have played on that as hard as she could for as long as she could and Belle being Belle she would have seen it and been bothered by it you know so it's like all of the things that happened could have happened organically yeah, yeah it didn't have to and honestly looking back I think where they messed up originally was not having him tell her from the jump that they went all the way because had she had he said something and said um you know I don't know what could happen but we did go all of the way then at least when she goes to the jail she would have kind of expected what was coming and then they could have handled this together but the choice to make Sean lie about it and thereby blindsiding Belle set off the dominoes of everything else that has come after. Mm. See, that's my problem. Why, why, <laughs> why is Belle's quote unquote betrayal holding more emotional weight than Sean's violation? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. That- but that's, that's an it. issue with Ron across the board because even during Allie's rape, Trip got more point of view than she did. And we thought it, I think we thought at the time it was just him being misogynistic and just kind of making it about the man. But here we go, we have a man being abused and he's not getting any point of view. But across town, you've got Sunny almost getting abused by Leo and he gets all the point of view in the world and Sean gets nothing. Yeah, he picks and chooses when to acknowledge certain, when to acknowledge something like that, which is weird because he uses it so often. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a plot point on this show and many of his stories too often for you to pick and choose which one you're going to take seriously. Either take it it seriously all the time or don't do it. Yeah, And, and that's the problem because they're treating it like Sean willingly cheated on Belle with Jan which he did not. And that's why I'm struggling with Belle. I'm struggling with the whole story. Yeah, because I've said a million times and people like you can get it, like people may get in their feelings about it or whatever, but it's true. If the situation were reversed and it were Belle who had Mm -hmm. been violated, y'all would be dragging Sean from pillar to post mm-hmm. you would like let's call a thing a thing hell we'd be dragging around from pillar to post <laughs> <laughs> and and the only reason it's not okay i'm not gonna let me step down off my soapbox but i'm just saying no but you're I'm not just, wrong the problem is like the setup with the story has placed more emotional weight on bell's feelings of betrayal than the fact that Sean was violated. This story has, it started off on the wrong foot and it's just continued that way ever since. Yeah. And at this point, the only thing that will 
potentially fix this is removing Jan from the situation. Mm -hmm. The damage will have already been done, but just remove Jan from the situation. I don't know how Sheila can get back after this because it's going to take a lot of work. Which Ron isn't going to do. So, Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't do it with Chabby. Because remember when I, I was thinking about when like when Chad um trash like trash talked about Abby right before he slept with Gwen. Like remember yeah. how bad it was. Oh God, it was awful. It was so bad, but they still like eventually found found their way back to each other after all the shit happened. But it they never worked through it. On and- screen, they didn't. That's and that's yeah. what we wanted. And I, I, I Shell is probably gonna end up back together, but I don't see them working through this because Ron doesn't do nuances. He doesn't like pay attention to the to the small things. So I I as a Shell fan, I I don't know how to feel because I don't know if I want Sean back with Belle after this. And I hate seeing that because I love Shell. So, yeah, very disappointed. This is not the story any of us wanted. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can move on to our next headline. Um, Sarah remembers everything and Zara reunite. Xander tells all about Gwen and after a terrifying hallucination, which we did not see, uh, and, conver- and a conversation with Marlena, she goes to confront Gwen in prison. I actually loved the way that they did um Sarah remembering like it actually gave me feelings for Zara that I haven't had in the longest time I thought that was really really well done what did you guys think uh as Aretha would say great gowns beautiful gowns (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of revisiting stuff we've already lived through and watched um I did like her confronting uh, Gwen. That oh, that was great. That was when she said, like, she was basically the voice of the audience for the last two years because there was a, she said something all along the lines of, oh, that's right. You're always the victim, aren't you? I yeah. was on <laughs> the floor. And it, the way, the way Xander explained his relationship with Gwen to Sarah, it really, gave me vibes that there is a triangle coming because he he still clearly loves her he loves sarah but he still has a thing for gwen and i don't think he's over that it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes how did you feel that we did not see the hallucination and we only found out about it secondhand through that conversation with marlena um i was annoyed but I'm thinking practically, and John Anderson isn't a spring chicken. I yeah, get it. <laughs> I, like I said, I don't know if John just wasn't available to film or if they cut the scene, which hopefully if they cut the scene, it'll show up on YouTube within the next two weeks. But like that's something that should have aired, especially if that is going to factor into story going forward. Yeah. Thing is, I don't, that's not something I see them cutting. That's something, that's some wild shit they would love to air. I don't see them cutting that particular scene. I think, I, I, I don't think it was taped. That's what I think. I don't think it was Yeah, taped. that's possible. Um, I but. do like, I do like the fact that they're 
showing that yeah, Sarah's home. Yes, Sarah has her memory bag. Yes, Sarah has her man bag. But no, Sarah is not okay. I do appreciate but, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. She because she was literally falling apart in front of Marlena's eyes, and she was like, "Just calm down. Just woosah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like go talk. See, go talk to your cousin Abigail. She's dealt with <laughs> this as well too. Whew. I." I did. I was wondering how that was going to work out. I was like, oh, that's how she becomes a suspect. Okay. (laughs) And it's also interesting because like Sarah, that, that leaves her like kind of unable to pick her career back up. Yeah. Yeah. Because how how can she be a doctor? You can't be in no OR. Right? (laughs) Seeing business and shit. Like you can't do that. I mean. I mean, she might be able to do research, but like being in an OR with scalpels and stuff and your scrub nurse turns into Kristen DeMera. No, thank you. Yeah, duh. (laughs) So it's like it it opens the door for them to kind of take her in different directions and I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm cautious. No, I'm gonna say I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me manage my expectations. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, like I'm thinking of some crazy shit. Like, what if she was? What if she had the hallucination in the OR and like stabbed the nurse? <laughs> right, <laughs> and, right. And, that's, and that's how we found out about the hallucination. <laughs> that would have been fun. But I'm in. I'm intrigued by what they could do with Sarah going. Back. And I know that. Um... Lindsay said a few months ago, and I think it was like around the time that all of this stuff um, was being filmed, that she she did an Instagram live a few months ago, and she said that the story that she was filming at that time is one of her favorite stories that she's ever done. And I'm pretty sure that that story is this story. So wherever this is going, Lindsay's excited for it. And whenever the actors get excited, I get excited. So, but yeah, I loved the Sarah when confrontation in prison because I, I want I mean I wanted her to throw hands not gonna lie I'm gonna be like Michael this weekend saying that like she should have slapped the bitch mm-hmm. but <laughs> beyond that I loved it because I love that like sassy Sarah like that when she's not doing the, the baby voice and she's just kind of sassy and sarcastic I love that I liked everybody being bitchy towards Gwen it was fun yes I loved it so much <laughs> They're like boo, fucking who, Gwendolyn. That's what that's what that's what, that's what it felt like. <laughs> and that might be our podcast title for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but does anybody else have anything to say about Sarah before we venture on over into the next story topic? Ariad, I know you didn't say much this go round because I don't remember too much. I remember her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not invested. I don't really care about Sarah. But I do find it interesting that she's like, I don't know, hallucinating or might be hallucinating. I wonder, like, I think every character who is a suspect plays a role in the murder. Not like, like probably having seen the killer or something. I'm kind of curious about that. As for Zara... I don't really care. I did like how she remembered, but that's about it. I don't remember the confrontation that much, but I'm glad to see like every character just like, or not every character because she has Leo backing her up basically. But that's on brand for Leo. Every character is acting in character towards Gwen. And I like that. I agree. 
100%. Okay. Now on to our next headline. This one should make us happy. Um, hmm. After advice from EJ and Will, Johnny and Allie declare their intentions with Chanel, and Chanel is overwhelmed and chooses herself. I loved this. I loved that, like, Johnny and Allie were both so completely overbearing in the moment, and she's like, Y'all need to chill, and I'm gonna choose me because this ain't it. Yeah, that was really good. Dylan, did that. you love the Killa Taylor reference? Because I, I know she's your girl. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, I get. That. I knew someone would get although, that reference. I did. Yep, although, <laughs> I knew, I knew I'm it was a Jamie be breakdown that the minute she said it. Like, yeah, I got it, but I'm also gonna be that person to point out that someone Chanel's age would have been way more familiar with the the last yeah the last been of yeah it's just like little things like that that like let you know no one in that writer's room is <sighs> y'all's yeah. references are wrong your references are always wrong and this was like jamie's episode because yeah he talked about it on the timeline like I, the minute he, the minute the kelly taylor reference came out i'd say yep jamie broke the stand. i really liked it but Dylan, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so did I. But but like I have, she's not from my, that generation. So yeah, like my oldest daughter's 22, my youngest is 19, and I know 90210 has been in syndication for you know ever, ever, ever. and always. <laughs> but like yeah. I'm I'm telling you, like they would have gone for the the one that was in like 08. Mm-hmm. Like my kids know. Grant Gustin from like like Glee and 90210 mm. and the flat you know what I mean like yeah they Mike like they know uh, Luke Perry from Riverdale they yeah. have no clue who God <laughs> like, <laughs> you start talking to them about Dylan and they're like, like it's a blank slate this would have made more sense like if like let's say it was Lonnie's favorite show because she yeah. was. I don't know. She was a teenager at the time. She would have been a kid or yeah. a teenager when I will say, yeah. timing of the reference aside, I will say the fact that Allie knew exactly what that reference was and Johnny didn't. <laughs> I love that. That's like, there's a lot of subtle hints for me. Subtext. Yeah. That Charlie is the couple they're gonna, and like, it's they're the end, the end game couple. That is what I'm getting. But I, I have, I, I won't say end game. I'll say first round couple because I have a feeling that this is a triangle that Ron may try to run back a few different times. But I do think that the resolution of phase one will likely be Allie and Chanel. I think Ron is gonna go back and forth for a while. I would be curious to see how successfully that works out, considering we don't like his triangles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they're not. This is the triangles. only. This is the only one that we do like so far. Yeah. So far, yeah. And it's like when you look at the whole show right now, this is the least. I would say least problematic. Like it's actually it's a, the least contrived. Triangle. Exactly. And considering which is that so weird, least, considering which is like so the weird, devil, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like the story, there's like it's just like it's enjoyable. Like there's a lot of issues I think they need to fix, like having more, having characters have lives outside of each other. Like that is something they need to work, like build on and work. I'm on really curious where Johnny is going to go 
because Allie kind of has that. She's got a job. She's got Henry. She's got things other than Chanel. I wish, whether or not we see them, we at least know she has them. Yeah, but I wish they had lives, like, outside of each other. They they need friends. They need... This show needs to cast some younger characters because they don't have the money for that, but you're right. I guess, but still like they need more characters for them to interact with because you cannot be interacting with each other all the time. But I do wonder where Johnny's going to go because he's not doing the movie. But he's still... He's talking about doing another one. I wish he would yeah. stop. But. <laughs> see, I thought, see, I thought that was literally only used as a as a device to enter into the conversation. I don't think he was actually serious about that. Possibly. I I had a I had a crack ship moment with um Chanel and Trip in the hospital room. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. I'm like, oh my god, this this would be nice if we could go there, but we're never like, gonna. I, go there. I I was getting like Cass and Felicia best friend vibes from another world in that scene when they were talking. They just hook up one time. <laughs> like, like, give him a parting gift. Like, he deserves something. <laughs> I did like, maybe it's the Charlie fan in me, but I liked when he said, you're the love of Ali's life. Oh, God, yeah. That made my heart stop. I was like, oh, I, I love that he, he's not naive about it. Like he's, yeah, well, how could would, he be? He's he, been here before. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I I appreciate the growth in that. Like he knows. Like I'm not dumb. I've seen this already. I don't want to do it again. And like, I, I'm not bitter about it. Like let's just move on. But yeah, I I did enjoy those scenes because I mean he's he's been in this place before with Sierra mm. and Ben, and he tried to hang on to her, and it did not work, and it was a clusterfuck for everybody. Yeah, I just so. um, I wish. I wish they had built Janelle up better because Charlie had that emotional connection for a yeah. while before before Johnny stepped into the picture. So it's kind of hard to it's it's a good start. They have a good base, but I I don't think it's even because Janelle doesn't have that build up. No, they got a lot of their build in the back end. Yeah, after the fact, which was weird. Yeah, but again, that's that's a Ron thing. He loves he loves to do back end build up. That's his thing. But it's still a story. Like when you look at the overall show, it's one of the few stories I enjoy. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna be very curious to see how long Allie and Johnny's troops can hold up. Hopefully, two weeks. That's that's all I want. <laughs> I don't want I don't want them being nice for long. <laughs> but even even them being nice is there's still moments of mess mess underneath like they are sammy brady's children so they're not they're even even their nice is going to be messy so i'm, I'm very curious to see where this goes and i kind of would not hate chanel dating both of them i wouldn't hate it if they weren't siblings <laughs> Just, <laughs> if, they, if they weren't related fine then it's weird if they're relating it's i <laughs> i want i don't know i want one of the twins to be messy you mean actively messy? Yeah. See, the problem with no, because I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why. The problem with that is there's a thin line between having one of them being messy and one of them going under the bus. Yeah, I don't want. I, I, it's hard. And to, given how messy both of them were while both of them were possessed, I don't yeah, see either one I, of them leaning into the messy. Are side they really Sabby's kids? <laughs> I need yeah. a DNA test. I don't. <laughs> 
they're messy, but they're they're not unhinged messy like Sammy was. <laughs> and they're not going to be because they've witnessed how unhinged their mother is. That is yeah. True. I think the one who it, could, it should be Sydney. Yeah. Let Sydney be hell on earth, literally. Minus yeah, the one devil. of their like Will <laughs> is like chill. Oh, that right. Will's right. calmed down. He's <laughs> he was Will was a mess for a long time too. Yeah, I mean, he's ten, ten years ago, Will was hundred percent a mess. <laughs> that is true. But I need one of the kids at least. So Sydney, come on and down. Johnny was messy before the devil possession. Like, let's not Yeah, he was. That is true. He 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 was let's let's not act like Johnny was Mr. Innocent because he was not. He knew the situation and he was goading the situation at every turn. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind him like Johnny getting super messy if Al if Chanel ultimately chooses Allie this time and he just goes off the rails, not trying to sabotage them, but just like he if he does if he gets rejected and turns into community dick i wouldn't mind that like it's yeah. just like, <laughs> like but also too with ej whispering in his ear telling him to fight for her i could see him leaning into the messy and low-key that yeah that makes me nervous because and like i said there's a thin line between yeah, being messy yeah and someone going under the bus now if they were to have him lean into it slightly and then someone warn him about his father's history yeah, and yeah. then they open that can of worms and he kind of backs off and goes messy in the other direction as far away from Chanel as possible and just starts sleeping around. I wouldn't mind that in, as a reaction to what hit to his conception, but yeah, him going in full messy makes me nervous because of Stefano and because of EJ. Sleeping with who though? He's related to 99% of the cast. Yeah. Joy, a random. I mean, just this is why they need to expand the young Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) I never got my Johnny and Gabby (laughs) cartoon. I mean, you did. It was just hard to enjoy it because devil. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) It's it's gonna be interesting to see what where this all goes. What did you guys think about Lucas and EJ fighting? They're like, so childish. <laughs> they're both. Yeah, they're both I, so I guess, childish. I threw that in another news because I updated the outline. But oh. I guess we can throw that. No, I we can throw that throw this in here because Lord knows there's more than enough in other news to go around. Um, that was not what I thought their fight was going to be over, and them having a dick measuring contest over their children was not cute. It, it, made it was me weird. I will say <laughs> it, it was weird, but I will say I appreciated EJ not allowing Lucas to pretend that the Hortons were this Perfect. unblemished Saint like Abby family. did because yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed him dragging the Hortons for Phil because <laughs> hey there was I one did- line with EJ that I was like no he he said something about Allie that I was, was just yeah i didn't like the way he spoke about Allie, and i did not like the way lucas spoke about johnny it was like like i, I don't wish, care it, I don't like care someone hate each other someone said it somewhere and i kind of wish like paulina wasn't in custody so she could like walk in and hear them like fighting over who gets chanel and just saying something to them like are you guys for real because they, they sounded like a bunch of immature kids they sounded like teenagers yeah fighting, fighting in the high school is... hallway that's what it was like. and the <laughs> fact that their children had to break it up and they were and they were more mature than their parents mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they, they were like, okay, we, we said we weren't going to let Chanel get in between us. Let's go get something from the pub and relax together. <laughs> and and they walk like, to the pub and their damn fathers are fighting outside of it. And they were like, and, rain check. Rain like, check. Just, <laughs> but I did appreciate that they're like, they still don't like each other. I like that. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't need to like each other. They don't ever need to like each other. That's fine, especially with what's coming down the line, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It makes 100% that they hate 100% sense that they hate each other. I just did not like the way that they spoke about the other's child because that's never been who like Johnny like Lucas has never had any disdain for Johnny and EJ's never had any for Allie. I think yeah. it's a lot like I, I think it's less about the kids and more so about like EJ, like for instance. Oh yeah, it, it's totally about that. But the fact that they're using each other's children as weapons against each other, yeah. that hit me wrong. Yeah, I get it. It was just, it was just weird. But at the same time, I appreciate that they still hate each other. So, yeah. Because when, when we got the spoiler that they were coming to blows, I legit thought the secret was out. Oh, that is so soon. I did not expect their fight to basically be a dick measuring contest over who was going to win Chanel out of their children. I was like, that's not where I thought this was going, but okay, here we are. (laughs) Yeah. And on that note, should we transition over into our last headline? Let's go ahead. All right. Abby and Chad decide to try for another baby. She also decides her next story is going to be finding Sammy's kidnapper, forcing Chad to tell her the truth. She decides to keep quiet. Gwen calls her down to the prison to deliver a birthday gift to Jack. Abby breaks it and leaves. Chad and Abby spend the afternoon together. Chad leaves to take the kids to the movies and finds Abby dead on the bed when he comes home. The potential suspects at this point for who killed Leo are for who killed Abby are Leo who was squatting at the Demara mansion and trying, attempting to kill her possibly on Gwen's orders. Lucas, who got drunk and is afraid the walls are closing in on him now that Abigail knows what he did. And Gwen, who was so pissed off over the broken mug, she broke out of prison to potentially get her payback. Ooh, what do we think of all of this? Abby was my character of the week. I enjoyed her so much and yeah and i enjoyed chad and abby and that doesn't happen often like and of course it happens right before she yeah why couldn't we have (laughs) this for the past two or three years like just (laughs) but it was a lot um so they they made sure to lay it on thick with the with the kids and (laughs) and them having a baby wanting another baby and her being so invested in this investigative reporter job and like i was like okay that would be a fun that would be a fun way to expose who kidnapped sammy and have it be her uncle and then i'm like well damn like (laughs) i like this and i'm gonna miss it now (laughs) like i did not have chad telling her on my bingo card Because I legit, I was so pissed at the start of the week because when they had that conversation, I think on Tuesday in bed and he didn't say nothing, I thought, oh my God, he's going to feel so much guilt because all he had to do was tell her and she wouldn't have ended up dead. And then he did tell her and she still ended up dead. And I was like, oh my God. I I, I just feel 
I just feel some type of way about how, like, they killed her on Jack's birthday. Oh, God. I hated that with passion. And well, technically the day before his birthday. I mean, but, he's basically but it said, like, several that. hours later. So I think it... Oh. Um, yeah. And, like, I, she's she was probably pregnant like that is what i'm guessing because they talk so much about it yeah the jack and also um somebody's been putting these on a timeline parallels to when right before jack died in 2003 to the abigail chad and abigail now and the the baby discussion was a thing their final scenes before they died were basically almost exactly the same and the parallels are taking me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've seen those tweets and like gifs and clips. Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to see my Jack and Jennifer have to bury her their baby girl. Like, I'm just, I'm not ready. Like, Chad having to find her dead in their bed. Yes. Just so much. And then the final, the final scenes with her and the kids, like they busted out both kids for right? this. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know, I think you would have known. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Trip when he was getting all that point of view and all this clarity about his situation with Ali. I'm like, oh, it does feel like he's dying. <laughs> if you didn't know Abigail was dying, you would it would feel very finite. It's too, especially for a soap, especially for a soap written by Ron, it's too neat and tidy and warm and fuzzy. And that's not Ron. He doesn't do that often. <laughs> I kind of feel like sometimes getting spoilers and like having access to so much now kind of takes it takes you out of it because I was thinking, like, what if we didn't know she was going to die? What if we didn't have any spoilers? And just seeing I, that would have shocked everyone. This this is just me personally and the way my brain works. I'm so glad that I knew because I would have been livid. Fucking livid. Yeah. If I did <laughs> not know and we were getting all this happy, happy, cute stuff. They were planning for another baby. And then she winds up dead in the bed, stabbed, stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Like, I mean, ooh. Yeah. No, I get I, huh, I get what you're saying, Arya, because I kind of agree. Because I remember there are certain, like, cliffhangers and reveals that I remember not having spoilers for that would have been totally ruined if I knew that they were coming. Yeah. I feel like... It's not even that we knew beforehand. It's that we knew for so long. Yeah, because yeah. I've been on edge for months about this particular story because we've heard all the weird-ass rumors about how she was going to die, and ugh, it was a lot. So I'm like, just let's just get to the end so yeah. we, don't have to, we don't have to dread this anymore. Like, I'm dreading it, but, like, it's, I'm happy. I'm, fi- I'm relieved that we're here. Same. And also, this, this is the last really big thing that was 100% confirmed in spoilers. Like, there's a lot of stuff going, like, a lot of other rumors and stuff going around, but we don't have 100% confirmation on a lot of them. So going into the rest of the summer, we are kind of going in blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to Chabby's scenes a bit, oh, my God, they're kids. Oh, there's so oh. The actors playing them are so precious. <laughs> so cute. cute. <laughs> when, when, when Charlotte wanted to fly to Boston on Grandpa Stefano's plane. <laughs> yeah. 
so adorable so cute and I, I am so happy that the last thing that chad is gonna have is abby saying i love you yeah they weren't yeah. fighting because i was so scared that ron was gonna be extra petty and make their last moments an argument like when they when they started out having that fight on wednesday before he told her about lucas and like he said, you can't do this. And they started having a fight. I'm like, oh God, Ron, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Because I was expecting um, her to maybe like die in a car accident. I wasn't exactly sure how because um, the Soap Opera Digest article hadn't hit yet. So we didn't fully know exactly what was coming. So I, so as I'm watching on Wednesday, I'm like, oh God, please don't let their last words be a fight. And then they weren't. I was like, oh, thank God. I was also very relieved that they went home and had a little a bit of extra time together yeah. and that she changed out of that hideous dress. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so relieved that, that she was not found in that ugly ass dress. <laughs> there, There's a lot of talk on Twitter. Like, obviously, we, we all know death isn't a permanent thing on soaps, especially not days. And there's a lot of fans talking about like when or if they bring Abby back down the line, she's going to come back with the baby. Do you guys think that's even possible? 100%. Absolutely. Bless you. With it, with it, with it, <laughs> sorry. Within six months to a year, I guarantee you she will probably be back, whether it's Marcy no, or whether it's. Oh, I do think oh. she will be back. I'm just. Will she be back with a baby? I could see it. I could absolutely see it. That's my issue, like with the whole thing overall. Like, I don't, I didn't want Abby to die. But like it's the fact that we're sitting here. She just died. And we're sitting here talking about, hey, when she comes back. Like, <laughs> I like, mean, you know, like just because of this genre, deaths aren't especially perfect. on this show. And like yeah, Ron it's... hasn't had a chance to kind of put his own spin on um, whose wedding on One Life to Live came in pregnant. That Tina came in holding the baby. Who who was Cord marrying? Or Max um, Mary. It was Tina. She was, it was Cord. He was marrying, uh, what's her name? The redhead lady. Yeah, um, he was Marsha Cross. Marsha Cross's yeah, character. I, I think her name is Kate name. Sanders. I think that was her name. Yeah, Kate Sanders. And Tina came in with, uh, CJ. Gabrielle's baby. Wait. Oh well, that oh that was when this, that was in the midst of the switch. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. It's the fact that both. It's I like the fact that both babies survived that one because they don't always do that. Yeah. So I have a feeling that Ron could kind of run that back and Chad and Stephanie can be about to walk down the aisle and in walks a resurrected Abby with a baby in her arms. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> because Ron said a lot of things in that interview, but the one thing he said is when we wrote this and shot this, it was permanent. That does not mean it's permanent now. Yeah, I, I picked up on that. Like, I... I, I, st <laughs> I still don't like that they killed her off. Because you can still have the character exit. Like, you can still have her be stabbed, and she ends up in a coma. Yeah, I yeah. said the same thing. So, like... Like, yeah, Chad, for a while, he would be, like, 
visiting her every day and all that, like kind of like Jack did until the point where he slept with Kate. Yeah, uh, we we're not gonna, yeah, we don't go there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if there, if the doctors say there's no sign of her like waking up anytime soon, like you wouldn't kind of blame him per se if he started to move on. I just. Yeah. Uh, I just don't feel like killing her was the way. We, we could have kill, killed other characters, to be honest. Yeah. Like I've said, her cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, I like that this is kind of going to be far reaching across the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see, because this, this is going to affect everyone and everything. I'm excited to see the actors do amazing work. Like that, like we we only have days, three days next week. Fuck you, golf. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> those three days are going to be coming for our souls, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it. As much as I hate it, I'm here for it. Now, before we transfer into another news, we know Ron's murder mysteries are very formulaic, so. None of the current suspects that we have right now are actually guilty. So where do we where do we think we're having our last minute swerve to? I I honestly no, no, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I was gonna say was if Jan I, wasn't having surgery, it was very well be a possibility. But I, she was she was delivering a demon baby at the time. Um God, this was not, it's not Lucas, it's not Leo, it's not Gwen, it's not Sarah. Who else could it be? Could it be be the guy that kidnapped her and took her to um, the island in the first place? The pilot? Yeah. It could be. But I will say, I think Leo is going to end up being what John, the John role during the Charlie Charlie story. Remember how John saw the killer? That is 100% where Leo is. Because when we jump, when we jumped to several hours later and we saw Leo, Leo looked like he was about to vomit. He was that terrified. Was, that wasn't that wasn't the look wasn't of a, someone having killed someone for that me. That was the look of someone having witnessed something. So I, I was re- like, okay, Leo is <laughs> crossed out of the list for me because <laughs> he definitely looked terrified. Yeah. Now I think um at this point, because we know Leo was the last one to see her alive because he was hiding in the bathroom, knife in hand, ready to do what Gwen wanted. Because it should be stated that Abigail ended up dying exactly the way Gwen requested. Yeah. But um, I don't think he actually did it. I think that Abigail at some point got up, left the room, and then Leo left, leaving the knife behind realized he left the knife in the bedroom but went back to go get it and that's when either he saw whoever killed abby or saw someone leaving abby's room and abby dead on the bed and i don't see lucas having killed abby either he was so drunk i don't think i don't see how he could not only that because i don't feel like the reason is that strong enough but also ron doesn't really care about the character yeah, I mean, he's going to think he did because he doesn't have any memory of what he did that night. So the fact that he assumes he's guilty so quickly automatically disqualifies him for me. Mm. But also, when you look at 
the way the room was when when Chad went in there, as drunk as Lucas was, there's no way that that room is that intact. That is true. Like, yeah, like, Lucas is a very messy drunk. There would have been shit broken in the hallway. The room would have been trashed. There would have there would not have been as clean of a stab wound as there was. Like yeah. there would have like it would have been messy. The only suspect I would actually prefer would be Sarah. Yeah. I feel like Sarah is the get out of jail free card. Because of the hallucinations. But so was John during Charlie Dale's murder. And he didn't take it. So I don't see him taking it with Sarah. There's going to be a last minute swerve. There's going to be something that pops up as this story unfolds in the next few months that is going to illuminate who actually did it. Because Ron's murder mysteries are very formulaic. Time jump to after the murder. Lay out X number of suspects. Focus on all of those suspects. Disqualify all of those suspects. And then last minute swerve to a reveal. We did it with Andre. We did it with Charlie. I would bet every non-existent dollar that I have, we are going to be doing it with Abigail. <laughs> when you put it that way. That's that's the weird, like, who, do, who is it going to be? Five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it Oh, it could be Clyde. I mean, God, I don't. It's sad that we would have to lose Abby to get rid of Clyde, but I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> Listen, give oh, me something. I, if the Westons are the Westons are such a stain. If that's the case, oh my God! But oh, okay. What reason would Clyde, Clyde have mm. to kill Abby? He wouldn't. Lucas. Oh yeah. If. Because we like we know that Lucas took the, the 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 bottle of scotch from the bar that night. That was the last thing we saw before we jumped. That is true. But we don't know if he drank it. We don't know if Lucas might have said something to Clyde while drunk. And if Lucas wants, if Clyde wants Lucas to help him take care of EJ, he needs Lucas on the board in order to do that. Well, if he's going to use Lucas and manipulate Lucas, especially now if he has leverage over Lucas because of Lucas's loose lips, then he would then remove Abigail from the situation in order to be able to use Lucas to his advantage. Hmm. I mean, anything to get rid of Clyde. I has to take one for the team, I guess. <laughs> Get this fucker out of here. <laughs> and then to like have have Clyde and Leo had had scenes? No. Not no. that I can remember, no. Clyde knows of Leo because of uh because of Nancy. Yeah. Nancy and Craig, but they have not yet interacted. Because I'm trying to figure out what who Leo would be afraid of. I think Leo would just be afraid if he saw a dead body, to be honest. I think he'd well, be afraid true. if he saw it happening in also like, in, he, in action. Like if he saw someone actively killing Abigail, he would be terrified. Especially also, if the person just went about their day like nothing happened. There's also the fact that there's a spoiler that says Gwen and Leo accuse each other of Abigail's murder. That's supposed to be coming up next week. So what if kind of like when Ava saw Trip coming out of the apartment and assumed that Trip was guilty? What if Leo saw Gwen coming out of the Demera mansion, goes back into Abigail's room, saw Abigail dead on the bed, and assumed that his best friend committed murder? I mean, I, I have yeah, to there's going to be a lot of missing pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I And I feel like Gwen, like she has, I don't know if I, 
if she has the strongest quote unquote unquote, motive, but Um, no, she definitely does not. A broken motive does not make motive. But like her dislike of Abby, but it's also very, very obvious. Like it can't be Gwen because that would be too obvious. So it's not Gwen unless Emily's leaving. Exactly. Which we have no way of knowing if Emily is still there because she is not as active on social media. So we can't necessarily track her content to see if she's still been at studio. And they taped 35 years. And like this would be the second character that she has killed within a year. Yeah. And I I just don't see it. I don't know. Just based on how Ron works, like the person who ends up killing Abby is going to be not anywhere on the suspect list now. Mm. They may enter the scene later. Yeah. But yeah. as nobody yeah. that we have on our list right now is currently guilty. I guess we'll have to wait and, and see. And they and they would have to be expended. So I'm leaning towards Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't hate that, but because <laughs> I want Clyde gone. But I, yeah, I'm leaning towards Clyde. I'm on team. No- Clyde. Team Clyde is the killer, not team. <laughs> and Clyde. knowing that we have Clyde on screen into at least October, and that this murder mystery is going at least into September, it does kind of track. So just get, just get him off my damn screen. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde is our theory, unless and until we get other information. Yeah. And with that, that is a wrap on our headlines. And now we are going into two weeks worth of in other news. Here we go. All right, we have Sierra asking Rafe to be Baby Bo's godfather. Rafe and Nicole picking a wedding date. Brady questions Eric about his feelings for Nicole. Lucas asks Roman for Sammy's hand in marriage. We already discussed the Lucas and EJ fight. Clyde wants Lucas to help him destroy EJ. Lucas gets drunk when he feels the walls closing in on him. Sonny's test results come back clean, leaving Leo a free man. And Leo is squatting at the Demare Mansion, and Thomas finds him there. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't watching that week, and I saw those scenes out of context, and I was so confused. So, Nick, why don't you start us off? Um, I'll pick Leo squatting at the Demera Mansion. Thomas Dad, you always pick my... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hilarious. And the way Thomas... Like, what are you doing in my house? He was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Thomas Demera. <laughs> he was like, well, don't tell anybody you saw me. I'm the Tooth Fairy. He was he was like, well, you got to give me $50 for my teeth. <laughs> right? Yeah, he also said, wait, fairies are girls. And he's like, kid, you got a lot to learn. And what he said, I'm gonna join you on this one because it was my choice as well. But when he said, like, it, it's 50 bucks, I don't want to lose my 50 bucks. He was like, 50 bucks, yeah, for my tooth fairy money. And he was like, damn, my time it was 50 cents. <laughs> like, there, this is where I love Leo. Thomas said, these are demerities. <laughs> I kind of can't wait. For Thomas, I kind of, I think Dylan, did you say this in the group chat? Or you might have meant this about Charlotte, but I could see it for Thomas too. Being as spoiled and pretentious as Spencer was on General Hospital. Oh yeah, I see that. Thomas (laughs) is going to be calling Henry and them townies any day now. Oh yeah. I'm kind of here for it, to be honest. That that whole conversation was hilarious. I was, I'm like, why the fuck is like, why is he with Thomas? And what are they talking about? It was a tooth fairy. Like, who gave him fifty dollars? I was so lost. 
it was the highlight of the week for me. Thomas, it, oh. it was funny as hell. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was like it reminded me why I enjoy Leo so much. Like, yeah, thanks. which we needed because things yeah. he's been doing the last couple of weeks. You kind of forgot that for a second. It's weird. He got to Gwen status very quickly. Like I want him gone. Like I just, <laughs> this kind of helped me like enjoy him again. Yeah. Wait, they could have just made him someone's nanny, messy nanny. Like he didn't have oh to be. Oh my gosh! He didn't that have to be, be a hilarious. schemer. Like, could you imagine to... if, he, if if Lonnie hired him as the nanny for the twins? Oh yes. my god! <laughs> <laughs> imagine him irritating the hell out of Eli every chance he gets because he's flirting with him, which he would. Like, oh my god. <laughs> That Eli learned to wear some clothes around the house real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, oh Eli come walking out in turtlenecks. <laughs> oh my god! I actually wanted. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, this is was uh, this was so hilarious. Yeah, just funny. thinking about back on it, like what Leo said something like, "Oh, bring me this for my mimosa," and he was like, "What? Was, What's what? a mimosa?" <laughs> tell that greg's a dad and has been around kids before yeah you can yeah. always tell when actors are yeah. parents because of how they relate to kids <laughs> and that's I why i love watching the kiddos this week they, they were and so adorable and greg said in an interview i forget where he did the interview but he said that he loved working with thomas like the little, like he was very impressed by the little kid who played thomas that he had so much fun with those scenes and i kind of hope we get more scenes of leo with kids because that's fun yeah i hope we get more and i hope we get more of thomas and charlotte is adorable too but like yes. i really enjoy thomas with um leo <laughs> that was a mess every time he's around the children remember when he told them that santa claus was wait he told them yes yeah, it, it was oh, wow. Ari- i think it was, i think it was ariana and thomas Oh my God. Was Char- when he was living in the Curiosity Mansion. Yep, it was it was, Ar- it was Ariana and Thomas because Charlotte was an infant at the time. He wow. straight up t- he told them, "Baby, Santa Claus was not real," and Gabby and Chad were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they came running into the room. Hilarious, Dylan. What's your another news pick? Uh, oh, okay. Um, mine is actually because I I liked how these played out was Sonny's test results coming back clean and leaving Leo pretty much scot-free because like it was not unexpected but Sonny actually not being like weepy about it and really just kind of like having some fire and some fight yeah was nice yeah. I'm still getting vibes that Sonny and Leo were gonna fuck though oh uh, yeah for sure yeah like I <laughs> for sure Especially seeing as how like one half of you know that marriage is forever out of town. Yeah. So this one, I think that's the only thing that could really break them up is if he betrays Will with Leo. Like I don't know how we get from here to there, but I definitely see it coming. Yeah. Because Zach and Greg have chemistry. They They do. do, and it's Aren't they kind of under the rest of this? So it was like, weird. yeah, like it's yeah. weird for me. <laughs> it's a very weird place for me to be. Because that was his nephew. That's his nephew on YNR. It would be yeah. kind of like Wally Kurth and um, Jane Elliott on GH. 
Because yeah, yeah. on stuff, days yeah. they were lovers. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Like that was I'm even weird for like... Jane. That was even weird for Jane Elliott. Like the first few months that she came back as Tracy and he was Ned, she had to actively not flirt with him. Because <laughs> <laughs> while it's like this, this is not that show, Jane. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the guiding light. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see like where they go with this. Yeah, and I think I will pick um, Brady questioning Eric about Nicole, and we can also tie Rafe and Nicole picking a wedding date into this. This is going to be the fastest fucking wedding known to man because they want to get married next week, which in Salem time will probably be like end of summer. <laughs> but I love the fact that Brady knows that Eric still has feelings for Nicole. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Because uh, and there was a moment where like they were he, talking and like he was so happy that Eric is sticking around. And like he said, like the people you love are gonna be so happy that you're sticking around. And then in walks Nicole into the scene. And I was like, I don't care whose ring she's wearing. This is an Eric and Nicole story, and I'm here for it. I love that Brady was like, is this a scent a lot of yourself too? <laughs> like, Right. He's like, come on, dude. Nobody's dumb. We know you want her. Just just tell her. <laughs> like, I'm 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 really curious to see where all of this goes. As unhappy as I am that it looks like the wedding actually goes through, because it looks like they're both wearing um wedding rings and what's currently being filmed. I'm curious to see if even though she's married to Rafe, if she's staying faithful to Rafe. Because I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about that potentially yeah. happening. Because I, I don't, I don't like the popular couple being dirtied up for <laughs> to, for an affair. Like, just I think there's a way they could do it without. Hopefully, they don't make it too sleazy. Like, just like if it's one and done and it's over, fine. Or if like. Eric moves on in the meantime since he's not a priest anymore that's an option now who will we put him with I have no idea <laughs> like I don't know I'm, let me see who's on canvas that he's not related to that's that it, the thing we always that it wouldn't be yeah. weird for him to mess around with um, there isn't anyone <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's no one they would have to introduce someone give him a baby mama I wouldn't hate that <laughs> like there, there's literally no one Melinda Trask I don't see that happening <laughs> I mean that woman has tried to railroad his sister and half of his family members into prison yeah no he's good I mean, but was his sister guilty at the time? One time, yes. One time, no. <laughs> oh, one time, yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> what was, I mean, it's just true. It's just, yeah, they, you know. Like, he used to be a photographer. Let, like, a ex-model come to Ooh, town with a Chloe. baby. Chloe's with Brady. Yeah, but. We don't need that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We remember how that, yeah, he would end up, Brady would lose his mind. We don't need that again. We've just got Brady back to being normal. Would, and Gabby would be weird. I mean, mm, mm. 
Well, see now I'm remembering that Gabby and Brady have chemistry. Same. Oh, from the movie, yeah. Not just hmm. from the movie, but like back in 2019, they were really enjoyable to watch. Gabby's the type that Eric needs, I think, but I it just can't be Gabby. Like it would have to be someone else. I'm definitely curious to see where this goes. Like it's it's very I'm very curious to see where it all goes. That is for damn sure. Because Sarah's going to be so busy with her hallucinations that I don't think I don't think they would even entertain a Zara Sarah Eric triangle. No, I don't see that coming. Because I think she's into Xander and she's forgiven him and they're ready to move on with their lives. And I don't think Eric and Sarah ever saw each other like that. They dated, I think, didn't they? She saw it for him. He was still all about Nicole. Yeah. So it wasn't reciprocal. And I don't, and I think they've kind of like moved on from that. Yeah. I don't see that ever happening. It feels like Zara Zara is the story for them until Gwen gets out of prison. <laughs> then who who knows what's gonna happen? Is she gonna get out of prison? I think so because they talked about Jack helping get her sentence reduced. But that was, but that's already happened, and she's in there for like two to five years. If, I but think apparently, she'll be out in six months. <laughs> but apparently, they did not increase their security measures at the Salem prison after the various breakouts of Kristen Demera or Clyde <laughs> Weston. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the same prison. It's not. I don't know. I feel like the women's prison is a separate one or it might be a different wing of the same prison. I'm not sure. That's the only reason why that's the reason why I work with Kristen because, but because apparently you can check in and out of jail like a motel. She stole the guard's keys when he fell asleep and left. <laughs> and left. It's a mess, honey. Like, so you, you're fired. Somebody, you're about to lose your job, as they say. Because right. how you fall asleep and let a whole prisoner leave and then come back with your keys dumb (laughs) dumb 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 but i'm very curious to see where it all ends up and that is our in other news segment which leads us just with praise or shade Ariet, why don't you kick us off can we come back to me because i'm i'm undecided right now okay nick why don't you go um my praise are the exiting Johnson grandkids. Like, I, I enjoyed Abigail a lot this week. I enjoyed Trip a lot. I'm enjoying their point of views. I'm enjoying what stories they're getting. I wish they were staying. Um, and who would have who would have thought you ever would have said that about either one before now? Yeah, because I used to hate Abigail's guts. Um, <laughs> but Marcy Miller really impressed me she they had her doing so much she felt like a lead actress she was she was everywhere but I was enjoying it every time she was on screen and that doesn't happen often for me with Abigail and I've been saying it about Lucas Adams for a few months now he's really grown a lot they've finally given Tripp some point of view and they've made him the character that they told us he was for so long so it's enjoyable now to finally see that in action um, I wish they were both staying, but yeah, that's my praise. Dylan, praise or shade? Yeah, mine is actually the same as Nick's. I feel like Lucas Adams and Marcy Miller both did really excellent work on their way out, and it makes me sad to lose them because we can we see what they can bring to the show and what they're capable of 
when given the opportunity and the material. Yeah. And also, it would have been really, really easy for both of them to just kind of phone it in, knowing that they were exiting. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And I respect that so, so much. And I just appreciate them and wish them well and hope. <laughs> I, uh, I really wish we weren't losing them. Yeah. May you come back soon. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna see him in, in July, but like yeah. no, so, we're gonna, but I, that was the, more so for Abigail. Yes, yeah, yeah. the Abigail part. Like it, I wish it wasn't. It didn't feel so finite. Uh-uh. For me, on days nothing is final unless you die in real life. That's yeah, that's just... a problem. That's a problem within <laughs> itself. But yeah, <laughs> that's just how I view things at this point. But all right, have you decided if you're going praise or shade? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with my praise because I don't, I don't feel like shading. I'll take care of it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> no, my, <laughs> my praise this week is just um, Thomas and Leo. There is scenes <laughs> like that was like I said before that was the highlight for me. They were just so fun to watch, and I want to see Leo interact with kids more often because they oh, I just loved it like the scenes spoke for itself they were hilarious together and I want more of the kiddos don't throw tomatoes at me but I want to see more I'm with you and that's my praise I All don't right. want to see more the way we saw kids on GH but I do want to see them more <laughs> yes we have we have to be very particular because Ron is the one who wrote the um, juvenile love triangle so we have to be very particular with what we cl- what we request. Yeah. So yes, I- I'm with you there, Nick. But I <laughs> am going to sort of deviate from the group here, and I am going to shade, and I am going to shade a couple of things on Soap Twitter. One, if you and your supposed sources were in fact proven wrong about something. Maybe it's time to shut the fuck up until whatever else you're saying is actually true. Because I am sick and like the same people who were running up and down the timeline screaming that Abigail was going to be decapitated as if this isn't daytime television and we're watching a fucking scream movie. They did it on GH a few years ago. At at Halloween. This is not Halloween. (laughs) So it is not seasonally appropriate. (laughs) But anyway. At, at that point, once you have been proven wrong about something you swore was the truth, maybe wait until whatever else you're talking about is actually confirmed before you start speaking yet again and stirring shit up for no reason. Which brings me to point number two. I think people started blowing fans' reactions to Abigail's death and particularly Ron's interview about her death way out of proportion. If you disagree with the fact that some people believe that Ron hates Chad and Abigail as a couple and potentially Abby and or Chad as individual characters, that is fine. That does not begrudge the people who believe that their right to their opinion and to voice that opinion. And just because nobody is happy at the fact that Abigail is dying does not mean that they want to watch the Hallmark Channel. There is a difference between good drama and bad drama, and everybody is allergic to bad drama. That does not mean they don't want drama at all. 
and I'm done. That was a good <laughs> It's everything I wanted to say. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I said I would take care of it for you. Like, I don't get fans' assistance of trying to tell them how they should feel or, like, what they should... <sighs> This week it's I'm exhausting. So, it is it's exhausting to be honest. And I had enough. And so I just decided to air it out because it's exhausting. People are entitled to their opinions. People are entitled to feel however the hell they want to feel. And Ron opened himself up for every bit of dragging that he got with the words that he said in that interview. If you don't, maybe he should not have said what he said, and then he would not have gotten dragged for it. Yeah, he needs to keep some things to himself. <laughs> Particularly things that make you look like a giant hypocritical idiot. Mm-hmm. And that is all I'm going to say on that. Do we have any other final thoughts before I wrap this up? Uh, I'm good. Dylan, are you anything to add? Mm, not that I can think of. Alrighty, then that has been another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Later, y'all.